you have your Bibles, I'm, I've got a message, and it's a three-part, possibly four-part message, if I can't get through what I want to get through today. And it's about handling giants. Handling giants. We're going to be talking a few moments on handling giants. You ready for the word of the Lord? Yeah. Amen. Joshua 6 verse 20. You're welcome to stand if your body allows you out of the respect of the word of the Lord. This isn't just words for men. This is an inspired word from God. Joshua 6 verse 20. And forgive me for using my notes from my phone. My tablet has got dead. <laughs> and I tried every cord and finally my wife's got this cord like this and I plugged it in and it works. So it's charging right now. I'll be able to use it tonight. Battling giants. How to battle giants. What to do to battle giants. Today for a few moments with this series of battling giants, I want to talk for a few moments on embrace the battle. Embrace the thought of the battle. Embrace the concept of battle. Amen. Joshua 6 verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. The people shouted with a great shout. Then the wall fell down flat. So that the people went up into the city. Every man straight before him. And they took the city. Let's pray. Lord we love you Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to deliver your word, God. Thank you for this opportunity to get together for your name, Jesus. Ask God that you anoint our hearts to receive your word, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. The thought of a battle terrifies people. The thought of conflict terrifies people. The thought of just an interaction with just somebody or someone, maybe of a strong personality, terrifies somebody. If they haven't been in battle for long, the terror, it's terror when you start thinking about having a conflict with somebody or something. Especially when you start thinking about a nation fighting another nation. It's terrifying because there's loss of life. There's loss of goods. There's loss of possessions. There's, there's gang on the opposing side. There's a loss on another side. It's, it's, war never is good. War and battle never is right. But when you're talking about war, spiritual war as the church should be engaged in, it's the greatest thing that I could ever think that could happen is having spiritual war. I'm hungry for battle. I'm thirsty for battle. Why would I say I'm thirsty for battle? Because if God before us, who could be against us? If we got King Jesus on our side, the devil and his enemies will have to fall and will have to run and will have to have to run out of uh, fright because we've got the King of Kings, the Creator, on our side. Drugs has no power over the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
Gangs have no power over Jesus Christ. Amen. Governments have no power. And the fact the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That means every government, every president, every king, every, every leader will have to bend a knee to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's awesome to have King Jesus on our side. It's awesome to be following the victor. The one that never loses any battle. The one that, that, that never has to worry at night because he's going to go into battle. In fact, there was a battle in heaven and it took, it didn't took God flexing a muscle for Lucifer to fall like heaven. He didn't have to say anything for Lucifer to fall like heaven. All he was is he was lifted up and he fell like in lightning. Right. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for battle. I'm not looking for battle in people. I'm looking for battle in the spiritual realm. I'm looking for God. I'm looking for God for an opportunity to deliver somebody from, from this world, deliver somebody from the, this world of sin. And if I can make an opportunity for God to do something great in this city, how am I going to be able to do that? How I'm going to be able to do that is I got to get out there in, in the middle of them and create God an opportunity to deliver somebody from a world of sin. How do I give God an opportunity? Is all I got to do is start talking about Jesus? Isn't Jesus good? Isn't Jesus wonderful? I don't know about you. Some people will look at you strange because you're talking so good about Jesus. They'll start looking at you strange because they don't understand because your Jesus got so good. But in my church and in my Jesus, there's people talking about one another, bickering and fighting, and there's wars in the church. Come on, somebody. And My Jesus is so wonderful because He unifies us and He brings us together and there's no big I's or little U's and we're all trying to get to heaven together and there's many measures of faith and we're all in the same boat together and I shouldn't be judging you and you shouldn't be judging me and we're trying to get to the same place. You say Jesus is so wonderful and so merciful and all of a sudden somebody looks at you horrified because... They've been living their life chasing this Jesus. They've been living their life trying to fill the void that's in their heart and their soul. And they've been chasing it with alcohol and they've been chasing it with drugs. And they go to the doctors and they chase this, this void that they can't fill. And in fact, I've been to funerals where they've overdosed because it wasn't enough. Their body couldn't handle anymore. And the morgue had to take their, take their body and put it underground. Jesus is so awesome. Jesus is so merciful. Jesus is gentle. Jesus is loving. Jesus is kind. Jesus is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Let me get out of here because you want to see spiritual wars when you start talking about Jesus and not talking about one another, talking about Jesus and not worrying about what's happening in the government. I don't care about what happened in the government. I care about what's happening in the church and whether we're in the middle of war. We're going to take this. We're going to go. 
I want us to go to this. That was the end of the battle. That was the end. That was where where the promised land was given. Everybody was talking about the promised land. Everybody was talking about going to a city. Everybody was talking about this place that that everybody wanted to go. and, And everybody was wanting to go to this place because we were out here in the desert. We're out here in the wilderness. And... And we're going to go wherever we go, wherever we walk, we're going to take it. The Lord said, wherever we go, we got it. This is our land. This is our land. God gave us all the land, and this is our land. Amen. Numbers 13 and 21. The Lord had Moses and Joshua send out spies. I'm sorry, Moses, send out spies. To spy out the land. The land they conquered when I read to you. When we read together that in the book of Joshua 6. The land. They spied out the land. You want to hear what they seen? Numbers 13 and 21. So they went up and searched the land in the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob. As men come to Habath. And they ascended by the south and came to Hebob, where, Je, forgive me, Haman and Shishai and Timei. Okay, I probably butchered those, you forgive me. The children of Anak were, now Hebob was built seven years before Zon in Egypt. And they came unto the brook of Ishkol and cut down from thence a branch of one cluster of grapes. Understand, they didn't see this land. They heard about this land. Moses was preaching faith and here they were spying out the land to see if this was place was exactly what they were heard about. So they took down a cluster of grapes and they bear it between two upon a staff and they brought it the pomegranates and of the figs, and the place was called the brook of Ishkol, because a cluster of grapes, which the children of Israel cut down from thence, and they returned from the searching of the land forty days, and they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of Israel, and unto the wilderness of Paran, and to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land and they told him and said we came into the land whither thou sent us and surely it floweth with milk and honey this is the fruit of it this is the proof that this land is the most greatest land that we could ever conquer this is the most greatest land that we could ever go to this is the place of the land the promised land is type and shadow of our heaven It's a place that there's going to be no more crying and no more suffering and no more drugs and no more pain and no more heartache and no more Facebook and no more Instagram and no more bad posts and no more web web browsing. Hallelujah. It's going to be no more hatred and no more people talking about me. Hallelujah. It's going to be no more doctors because there won't be any more sickness and no more pain. Hallelujah. There'll be no more bone scans, Dad. There'll be no more heartache. There'll be no more death. Amen. 
they came to this place and they said, there's this land. We grabbed these clusters of it. Grapes, you grab these cluster uh, of, of this. This land is flowing with milk and honey. Right. This land is exactly what we desire. We go to bed dreaming about it. We wake up dreaming about it. This is exactly what we want. Right. Numbers thirteen. Numbers thirteen. If you ever get a chance, read Numbers thirteen. Because when they came and they got this report, they got this word that what our preacher was saying was true. That there is a land out there. That it's flourishing. They come back with the word. Not only is this land flourishing, but it's surrounded by giants. It's surrounded by giants. It's surrounded by walled cities. They come, they, they come with a bad word and they come with a good word. Can I say it like this? The church, some of the church had good things to say about the promised land and some of the church had bad things to say about the promised land. Some people were complaining and murmuring and some people were full of faith and hope that we're going to take this land. Why? Because God's seen us through Egypt. And if God's seen us through Egypt, He's going to see us all the way to the promised land. God, do you remember? Do you remember we were at the Red Sea and we were looking at an impossible situation and we had Pharaoh behind us and, and the only way to go was we're going to have to go back to Egypt or die. And the Lord parted the Red Sea. Do you remember when we needed deliverance and we needed help and the Lord came down, we were hungry and the Lord brought manna from heaven and he brought water from a rock. Do you remember the Lord brought us here and the Lord's seen us here and seen us through and the Lord's going to lead us all the way to the promised land. Right. I want to talk to you about your life. Do you remember the time? That you were alone, busted, and disgusted. You need the Lord to touch your life. And the Lord brought you out of that lifestyle and brought you into the house of God and into His mercy. Right. Remember how you used to be and how it used to be and where the Lord brought you from. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord praise and His mercy and His grace? Hallelujah, 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 Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me, Jesus. We don't hear about. Let's go to verse 16 and thir from 13 to 6, uh, chapter 13, verse 16. And Moses sent them to spy out the land, and he said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, that, what it is. The people, in the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. It really doesn't matter how big and bad the devil is. It really doesn't matter how big and bad the government is. It really doesn't matter how big or small our congregation is. Moses wanted us to just see, hey, let's just look into this situation and let's just see, let's figure this thing out. Right. 
and what the land is, whether they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, or what the cities they be that dwell in, whether strong tents. I'm sorry, whether, whether it be in tents or in strongholds. What the land is, whether it be fat or lean. Whether it be wood therein or not. Be a good courage and bring the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Preacher said, let's check this thing out. Pastor said, let's check this thing out, see if we can do this. I'm going to have to tell the youth leader, let's build a youth group bigger than our church. Let's spy out the land. Let's check this land out and see if we can build the most awesome basketball team. Hashtag non-organized sports. Let's build, a, let's build the biggest football league. Hashtag non-organized sports. Amen. Let's build the biggest uh, PlayStation crew that we could get together and play PlayStation. Let's build this biggest girl, I don't know, girl Barbie doll looking. <laughs> Going to hang out, all the young ladies hang out and have fun and praise Jesus and not sin. Right. And I'm going to have a young lady say, we could build the biggest youth ladies ministry this whole region has ever seen. Right. Right. Or we can have a young lady go, I don't think they're out there. We can have a young man say, you know what, we're going to build the biggest men or young men youth ministry like we've never built before. And it's going to be so packed and so eager and all their zeal is going to be for the name of Jesus. And they're going to be filled up with preachers and they're going to be filled up with drug addicts that used to be drug addicts and are no longer in drugs. He says, go out and check the land out. And what they do, they go out and check the land out. And when they checked the land out, they checked it. And I read that scripture. They found it was real. Right. Amen. They found out that it was real. They found out that it was ripe. They brought the grapes. Amen. Now... Now for this is where the rubber meets the road. Embracing the battle. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, it's exactly what you said, preacher. There's so many young people out there. It's exactly what you said. There's so many people that need God in this region. There's, the, the harvest is ripe and ready to be harvested. Nevertheless... The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of the Jordan. Amen. Caleb still the people. He says, Wait! Before Moses. And said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. The fact is, when we look at our arsenal and we look at what we have in our hands, we are ill-equipped for what we have for the battle. But when we realize we've got the king of kings, the maker of water, the maker of 
bread, the maker of heaven and earth. When we have the Lord on our side, we can go anywhere. We can conquer anything. There's nothing impossible. Enemy trembles whenever I say that because when we realize all things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us, then all of a sudden people that didn't think they're able, even equipped to do it, all of a sudden they're like, there's hope. The devil can ruin somebody's life for, for, for his whole life. And at 50 years old, uh, the, the devil built strongholds up. And the devil built addictions up. And the devil built hatred up. And bad things happened to that individual because the enemy laid siege on that individual. And, and the, the enemy invested time and energy and, and, and resources on that individual. But when they got into the presence of the Lord, everything come crumbling down. Under the presence of the Lord. That's what kind of God we serve. We need to get into the drug dens and preach Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We need to take that into the drug dens, into the false doctrines, and into into this world. We need to preach this. Because what the enemy tried to do to destroy for years, God destroys every stronghold in a matter of seconds by the power of God. We need people to have Caleb attitudes. You know, attitudes key in the presence of the Lord. You got some people come in and says, God's able. And you got some people come in and says, I don't know if it's going to happen today. Right. The one that says God's able is the one that gets deliverance. The one that has doubt goes back and leaves the same way he comes. Let us go up at once. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, I know it's going to be a battle. I know I'm going to suffer loss. But you know what? This is the battle I'm willing to fight. This is the battle I'm willing to win. This is the battle I'm willing to go to. Why? Because there's souls that matter. There's souls at stake. There's somebody that's up underneath the bridge contemplating suicide. And they need you to preach to them. Acts 2.38. Give them a Bible study. Show them that people care. Amen. This is a war. We're in the middle of a war. Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Well, I don't have a doctorate degree. You don't need a doctorate degree. You need to have a good attitude. Yeah. I don't. I haven't been to Bible school. You don't need to go to Bible school. All you need to have is an attitude that says, you know what, I could read, I could teach, I could tell somebody. Right. If I could tell you how to get out of this building, I could tell you how to get to heaven. Right. Repent and be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost... You'll receive it like they did in the book of Acts where they received the Holy Ghost to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Are you able to win it? Are you in it to win it? Come on, this has got to get into our spirit. When we walk out of here, there's nothing that you can't conquer. There's nothing that you can't do for God. There's nothing. You set your mind to do something. You're going to get it done in the name of Jesus as long as it's in God's will. So he says, bring it. Back in the day when my fighting days, I'd say, bring it. 
I throw my hands up when somebody offered a fight. That was my cue. Let's get this done and over with. When I'm ready to win souls, I'm like, bring it. Let's go. Let's get this done. Let's fight these devils. Let's win this battle so God can have the victory. We're going to build a youth group in Jesus' name. Let's get this done. God's going to get the victory. God's going to get the praise. He's going to get the glory when this is all done. You know, every time you start wanting to do something for God, you're always going to get a but. But I can't do it. But that's not able. We're not able. But we are not able. There's always, there's always a contradiction to faith. You start talking faith. You start preaching faith. And you start saying God can do this. You're going to always have somebody in the background down. Well, I don't think it's going to happen like that. And if it does happen like that, it's not going to be that quick. And He says, listen, let us overcome it. Okay, he's, he's, still the, he's still the people. And he said, let us overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we... Be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Right. You're talking faith. You're, you're, you just got back with word that the preacher was telling the truth when the land was flowing with milk and honey. You just got back saying that this is exactly what the preacher said is going to be. And you just got done saying that all of a sudden now there's giants and walls and there's, this is going to be a bad situation. Right. And then his brethren says, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report into the land and they had searched in the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that saw it were men great stature. And there we saw the giants. The giants. It's bigger. It's badder. We're not going to be able to win it. And now there's giants involved. I don't know about you, but if I'm a a guy my size, I don't want to have to fight a guy that's seven, eight foot tall. In fact, together was working and I was working and I turned and all of a sudden this guy was like this tall, towering over me. I'm like, why'd you come up on me like that? I was just joking with him. But you got giants. You have to embrace the battle. You have to understand what you're going into. You embrace the battle. Count it all the joy when you enter in diverse temptations. There we saw giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were all in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. What are you looking at yourself? What do you see yourself? Do you see yourself more than conquerors or do you see yourself as a grasshopper? That's important. I'll say it like this. Your self-esteem matters. In the middle of war. Do you look at yourself as a conqueror? <coughs> or do you look at yourself as defeated? Right. If you feel like you're defeated, it's a good time in the middle of church to find a place to pray. Right. And start using the scripture to whoop the enemy. We've, 
wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against wickedness of this of this world, wickedness of high places. Come on. This is a situation where you gotta think of yourself not more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly according as God has dealt to every man in the measure of faith. You have to think of yourself according to what God has put inside of you. You have to practice your faith. Put yourself into situations, into battles that God's going to be able to win. Put yourself into battles that you know is impossible for you to win. But it's possible for God to take over. Amen. I'm almost done. With an evil report, all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we have died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we have died in the wilderness? Wherefore hath God brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. And Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. In this something, life and death is in the power of the tongue. I could speak blessings all my life and I could speak curses all my life. It's all about faith and it's all about doubt. It's all about fear. If you speak in fear, you you attract devils. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. God, God gives us peace, love, and a sound mind. God gives us the glory, His glory and His strength. God doesn't want us to doubt. But I speak cursings all my life and I speak blessings all my life. Right. You ever heard somebody negative? Yeah. Always down? Yeah. Always discouraged? Always frustrated? And you try to speak faith. It's going to get better. I don't think it's going to get better. You know what? I hate to be the pessimist, but it's probably not going to get better for that individual. Because they keep speaking negative. When you're in the middle of the bottom of the pit, you got to say, you know what? I'm tired of making basements in the bottom of my pit. And look up and say, you know what? I'm going to, there's hope coming. There's help coming. God's going to see me through this. Yeah, it's bad and yeah, it's lonely and yeah, it's frustrating, but God's going to get the victory when this is all done. Yeah, I made a mess of things and I made things worse, but you know what? The worst thing I can do in the middle of my pit is to keep talking negative. Because the moment that you don't think it can get any lower, it can. By me speaking life or me speaking death. I don't know about you, but I want to be caught speaking life into somebody. Amen. I want to be caught speaking faith into somebody. You speak life into somebody, you speak faith. You could do anything you put your mind to. Go forward. Keep pushing. Keep moving. God's going to see you through. You're going to see heaven. You're going to make heaven your home. 
Amen. Moses and Aaron fell on their face. Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, the son of Junith, which were of them that searcheth the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through and search is an exceedingly good land. And if God delight in us, then he will bring us to this land and give it to us, which floweth with milk and honey. You don't see, this is a paradox of a human being. You've got doubt and you've got faith. You've got doubt and you've got faith. You've got two worlds you can live in. You can world, live in the world of misery or you can live in the place of rest. You can enter into his place of rest and trust into the Lord and trust into his power and to his grace and his mercy. Or you could trust into your own intellect, into your own thinking. Because according to battle rules and according to logic, that they were going to go into this fight and they're going to get slaughtered. But according to faith, they're going to go into this battle and they're going to have the Lord fight for them. We've seen the end game. The walls fell flat and they took the city. Did we not? Didn't I just read that? The walls fell flat. They took the city. Why? They didn't lift one sword. They didn't have to. They had all the armed men standing out front and they walked around it seven times and they did their thing, what God told them to do. They played the trumpets. The Lord loves trumpets. The Lord loves instruments. The Lord loves praise. But they they shouted. And the walls come crashing down. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know how big your giants are in your life. The worst thing you can do is go along with the giants and go along with the walled cities and go along and say, yeah, we're as grasshoppers. Or we can say, yeah, it might be bad, but you know what? Our God is better. Our God is bigger. Our God is stronger. Can we stand right now? Can we pray right now in the name of Jesus? Yeah, your your situation is impossible to the world's standards, but to God's standards, this is an easy fix. If we trust into the King of kings and Lord of lords, can we pray right now? Can we close our eyes and can we focus on the battle? Can we focus on our trial? Can we focus on our temptation in Jesus' name? I know it might look impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm not going to let this thing get me down. I'm not going to let this thing defeat me in the name of Jesus. I embrace the battle. I'm ready for it. Because if I trust you, I could do anything. If I could hope in you, I could go anywhere. God, you're able. God, you're wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got to speak it as though it already happened. I thank you, God, for winning the battle. I thank you, God, for being on my side. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. In Jesus' name. 
Come on, the Bible says the believers will cast out devils. In Jesus' name, devil, get out of my family. In Jesus' name, heal the sick. In Jesus' name, deliver me, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. You're worthy to be praised, God. I embrace the battle. I understand where I'm at. I understand the enemy, but I understand you're bigger than the enemy. You're bigger than the trial. Hallelujah, Jesus.